We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. Our God has never left himself without a witness in this ministry. How do you explain it? I wasn't in Regina. Far away Calgary. Calgary from here is about eight hours. If you were to fly, you are looking at about one hour plus. A little above one hour. And then you were there ministering, sharing the word and the Lord opened your ear to hearing that someone was in that meeting. Eh! Doesn't it shock you sometimes how specific God gets? Do you understand what I'm saying? He doesn't shock you. He didn't say you have the itch on your feet. He didn't say you have it on your head. If you go watch that teaching, I said the Lord said it's at your back, your back region. Doesn't it shock you how very peculiar and how very, you know, specific he is? Of the things that we have seen, the things that we have heard, the things we have touched, the things that our hands have handled, concerning the things of the word of life. These are the things that we brought unto you. When you hear, you know, such testimonies, all right, it can be extremely shocking. He was in the same Calgary I was last week Sunday when God said someone was under the sound of my voice who had stomach disorder. The Lord didn't tell me the person was in Calgary. Son, he didn't tell me he was watching online. The Lord said that person was in the Regina church. Who will not serve this God? Amen. Come on, celebrate him in this house. Who will not serve this God? Can you imagine? So if God is this true and this real, why double into what you shouldn't double into? And in case you do not know, you just heard that testimony yet again. She grew up in a church where the supernatural is not believed in. God forbid that I, who pastor a church where the members would not know that healing is part of their inheritances in Christ. God forbid. God forbid that I pastor a set of people that take it. That that generational sicknesses and diseases, it runs in the lineage. It runs in the blood. Because when you went to the hospital, the doctor says, does any of your family member have to be Yeah, my great-grandfather has. My father has. My mother has. So, okay, so that means it is in the genes. Anyone who is in Christ Jesus is a new creation. Come on now. All things are passed away. Including all those nasty nonsense, you know, generational diseases and covenant and, and all those, all those. All things are passed away. All things are passed away. Would require you, woman of God, all right? You're going to do a video excerpt of your praise report. My son in the gospel, you must be watching right now, Samuel will mix it. You know one of the reasons why you need to do that? 
to letting the world know that God is true. And you see, when this series started, I told you, that was the only thing we owe God. To just be able to come in and just say, I was healed. When I gave that word on Sunday, yes, I knew God said it to me. If she didn't come out, I wouldn't have known who that was. But I would never anyways have doubted if God did it or not. Because if he was not willing to heal that person, he wouldn't have mentioned it. Celebrate Jesus one more time. Can you celebrate his expressions? I miss you guys. I feel like giving you a hug. Come on, come, come one after another. I miss you guys. God bless you. I've been away for how many weeks now? Many, many. Hallelujah. Come on, celebrate Jesus. Other units seem to be wanting my heart. No. The instrumentalists are not even having it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Celebrate Jesus in this house. And have your seat in the Lord's presence. I'm just going to share very, very briefly. And then we'll go. I love that atmosphere already. Sir, please turn keys for me, sir. Hello, sir. God bless you. Welcome to Lofty Heights. All right. Can we celebrate this gentleman? The Lord just brought him our way. He's a keyboardist. If you want him to stay, celebrate him. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. You're welcome again to Lofty Heights. God bless you. But you'd have to stay on the keys for me. I guess they would have told you, right? I minister with sound. You can stay on the key of that song. That just that one song. Yeah, I love that. God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Our God is good. And his mercy endures forever. I want to do a little teaching. Just very brief teaching. And then we'll go into ministrations. You know, as I was coming up stage, as I was singing that song, I heard this word that God gave me last week. I heard it yet again as I was mounting the podium, the altar. The Lord says that many of you would be healed without even knowing that you were, you've been healed. So what that means is that all of a sudden you just realize that the pain you used to feel, it's just not there anymore. But you know, you should know by now that you owe God, that God is the one who healed you. Hallelujah. When I gave the word on Sunday, I'm not sure she felt anything very instantaneous. But she did say that afterward, Tuesday she just occurred to her that she's not been eating. Whatever the Lord's done in your lives, I declare permanent in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to be using, like I've told us already, on Sundays, I'm going to be doing theories. Teaching you the basics of healings and how God desires that we walk in wholeness. Alright? Then on Fridays as this, alright, we're going to be putting it into practicals. I will lay hands on those of you that require healing, the laying on of hands. But for my teaching focus for Fridays, I've chosen as the Lord has led me to making it to teaching you along the line of the things that can affect your ability to walk in in health or in wholeness. So tonight, by the Spirit of the Lord, I have a contemplation. And the contemplation is this. Love drives diseases away. So if you want to term this teaching very brief tonight, 
It's titled Love Drives Diseases Away. Did you hear me? Can you all chorus that, please? Say after me, Love Drives Diseases Away. Or if you want to make it longer, you can say something like, Walking in love drives diseases and sicknesses away. Love drives diseases away. Matthew chapter number 8. Or let's do Matthew chapter number 22, 34 to 40. Matthew chapter number 22, 34 to 40. You know, this morning, my son in the gospel psalm was teaching us and he was saying something to the, in the line of the need to have expectations for your healing. Healing may not just come, but if you have desires in your heart, you have expectations, it will happen. So this is what I want you to do. You know those very subtle things that you've been contending with for so long? Sachaka, how many years have you been eating? Can you, do you know? Like almost 10 years. Okay. Now, you know, there are certain things that you may go through or that you may be going through that you may just have taken as normal. Take for example, headache. An average individual feels that headache is normal. Whatever, as I thought, taught last week Sunday in my introductory teaching to this series, whatever takes away your ease, it is disease. D-I-S, D's, means a lack of. It's negative. So you have this ease, lack of ease. That's where the word disease come from. You have the words like discomfort, lack of comfort. You have words like displeasure, lack of pleasure. Anything that makes you in any way that brings any form of uneasiness on you or around you, I want you to be very mindful of them. And as the teaching is going on, as the series is going on, I want you to cast your gaze upon Jesus the healer and trust in him that even though you may have grown up or been birthed without particular diseases or ailment, the end has finally come because the reign of healing is falling. Matthew chapter number 22, 34 to 40. Media, please help me. Matthew chapter number 22, 34 to 40. Thank you, Jesus. They are no longer used to me. I'll go back to Calgary. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, that was Jesus, and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great 
commandment. Be fast, whoever is on that system, please. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophet. Father, within the brevity of time, breathe upon your word. Spirit of the living God, communicate this truth into our spirit, our soul, and our body. In the mighty name of Jesus, let our lives never remain the same again. We promise to return the glory unto you, Yahweh, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Again, my contemplation is titled, Love Drives Diseases Away. Many years ago, if you worship here in Lofty Heights, you would have heard me testify about this. I read a book, stumbled actually upon it. It is titled, Love, The Way to Victory. Written by a man of God called Kenneth Hagin. That book was one of the books I've read in my life that caused the greatest transformations in my trajectory on earth. To put it in context for you, my father was a polygamist. He married three wives. One was late, then two were alive. My mother-in-law, I mean my mother rather, you know, and um, my stepmother. My mother was the third. Actually, he married four wives. So my mother was the third of the wives. Then he married yet another wife. In my family, we were ten. So if you grew up in a polygamous home as mine, you would understand that sometimes it doesn't matter how perfect or how intentional the man may be or the children or the wives may be. The devil has a way of always creeping in. So I grew up understanding what strife is, what competition is. You need something from daddy, it is the first person to tell daddy that gets it. So at the start of the school year, as this for example, the 10 of you, or let me say eight of us because the other two were way older, right? You have um, school fees, you have stationaries, you have shoes, clothes you want to buy. So all of you would submit whatever thing you have. My father, as you know, um, um, a man that he was, never, never, never disappointed any one of us when it comes to academic pursuit. He may not buy you shoe, he may not buy you Zara, he may not buy you Polo Ralph Lauren, he may not buy you whatever, right? But if you want anything from him, just tell him it's to watch your academics and he'll make it available for you. So then, I grew up in that kind, you know, of family. And I didn't have to be taught on how to take offenses against others how to hold displeasures against others because sometimes it doesn't matter how much you try. You can see, you know, people lying very blatantly against your destiny. He'd been, I mean, family of 10, right? So who turned on this TV? Maybe the TV, you turned it on and then the TV goes bad. Not because you did anything to it. You know, it's mechanical or electronic. It can happen. But unfortunately, unfortunately, on such instances, Wally was usually the first person, I mean the last person to use that thing. So it got so bad that even if I wasn't the one who used it or who went to that particular area last, 
when that thing is bad, the question would be, was Wally there? Now, I'd withdraw many of these times and then I'd cry and I'd say to the Lord, as little as I was, that these things they were saying to me were lies. But you see, God was using those experiences to shape me. That's the reason why for the life that I live right now, the man that I am right now, those of you who know me well, and specifically who worship in this ministry, you know. Your pastor loves easily. You know it. You know that I will not intentionally bring harm or hurt against you or against anybody. You know that I do not have the capacity for offense. If it's smelling around me, I drive it off. But it just didn't come like that. It came as a result of my background. And then I stumbled upon that book, Love, The Way to Victory. I must have recommended it one million and one times. I wonder how many of you have read it. Go on Amazon, you will find it there. And the man of God, Kenneth Hagin, in the book, began to explore how people get sick. And how the devil penetrates into the lives and destinies of people via their capacity to get, to get offended to not walk in love via hatred, animosity, and all of that. Again, to cut the long story short, that book was the book God used to deliver me from offenses, hurt, hatred, animosity. Let me tell you, my love well is so deep, and I say this under God, I'm standing on the Lord's altar, that for you, for example, um, uh, you know, Ike, as my protocol, I have reservoir of love and forgiveness in my spirit towards you. Preventure for any reason, you know, you do something tomorrow or I do something against you. So when the chips are down in such instances, what I do is, from the abundance of the world that is within me, I take out and then I sell it out to you. But you see, that wisdom came to me when I got to know that the devil easily afflicts anyone who doesn't walk in love. You become an easy prey to the devil. You know, those of you who have chosen not to forgive those who offended you, your, your, your hurt was valid though. Okay, the reason why you were angry was valid. You have valid reasons to be displeased. But you've not studied your Bible enough to understanding and realizing that you're actually supposed to be a love-giving life. So when I realize that when you lack the capacity to walk in love, genuinely loving people, truly, you become a prey to the devil. I said goodbye to that life. It's so bad. Huh? For those of them who know me well. I don't know how to frown when I'm angry. You see me smiling or laughing. It doesn't mean that I'm more hurt. That's how bad it is. The knowledge of this. You know, I was, Lady Tia and I were watching a minister's conference that was held just few last week thereabout. You know, by Pastor Poju. In, and Oyemade um, of um, Covenant Nation. And then some of the discourse in that conference was around hurts the pastor suffered. 
And Pastor Koju said, he wanted to share his story. And then he went on to say, you know what? I'm not going to share it. He said, do you know that there are so many things pastors go through or that they experience that you cannot actually even share on the altar? But you can share within small circles of people when you meet them. And then say, this person, this one, that one, this happened and that. And like I've always opined, I said to Lady T, I said, I doubt if there is any individual on the face of the earth that has the capacity to be offended or that is as offended or hurt as pastors. I doubt it. This knowledge was the reason why I locked myself in my basement in the year 2018 when the devil wanted to replant what the devil, what the Lord Almighty, you know, had taken away from me. Because certain people, you know, gathered and began to share nonsense and saying nonsense about me, you know, and telling themselves, what, people that I fed, that I housed in my house, against me and against the ministry. So I'm saying to say that you have valid reasons to say, can't you see what they did to me? Can't you see what she did to me? She did it. He did it. It will be right. But you see, the stronger person is the one who is able to forgive him. So I was in my basement. Y'all have heard this story before. Three days. I wasn't asking for God to give me strength. Not for money. Not for career blessings. Not for anything. I kept mentioning the name of this particular person and the family. And I kept saying, Lord, give me the grace not to take offense against this person. The seed of this thing, the Lord, please take them away. You know, there are certain of you, you know, who don't sleep well at night. Every little thing you air, you, you have a sigh of, of, you know, you're always sighing. <sighs> because, see, if the heart of many of you under the sound of my voice, including many watching online, is open right now, it's filled, perforated with arts, attacks that people have sent your way. Jesus speaking says it is impossible for offense not to come. He says, but woe unto him through whom he may come. But when you realize, when you realize, all right, that the devil has control over you when you are easily offended. That's why for some of the people that I'm even leading in church, you know, sometimes I look at them and I'm, sometimes I'm concerned. You know one of the reasons? You're talking to someone, sharing certain things that will benefit them or they've done something and you're trying to correct and they will give you attitude. For the mere fact that you are trying to set them on the right course. Some will not even come to church again. As though when they'll exit the ministry, that's going to be the end of it. Love drives diseases away. Listen, listen, listen. You can never escape the attack of the enemy. If you're always walking in bitterness in anger, in offense, in animosity against people. Have you met people, Ike, who just hate other person for no just cause, no reason? You know, I just don't like him. What have they done to you? They've not done anything. And you are smiling. You need healing rain. You need to be healed. You 
need deliverance. In this climb, you find them. Some pride themselves as sadists. You know what a, who a sadist is? All they do is they look at you, you've done nothing wrong to them, and they are just planning and putting things in place in order to making you sad. That's the reason why around this country, you find most of them living from one ailment unto another, generation unto generation. I shared with you before, in my days with the government of Saskatchewan, how I looked at my director in the face, in our office. And I said to her, I said, Michelle, that, that was her name. I'm saying it on the altar openly. And I told her, I said, Michelle, I said, you have no right, you have no power, you have no control over me. I said, the only thing on this earth and in heaven that makes you seem above me is this job. I said, because of my experiences and qualifications, if I live here today, I will get a better, point, a better one. Oh no, tell you it's not like that. I said, don't tell me it's not like that. I can see all your subtle moves. I said, what you do to me, you don't do to the rest because of the color of my skin. Say, ha. Say, no, it is not. I said, it is like that. You never gave me the opportunity to even prove myself. I was the only black, I was the youngest at my level. I was a senior, more like a senior manager role. So I was the youngest. This boss of mine, about over 50. On Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my soul. He's the stone, the solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depth of peace. said to her I will be the one to resign from this position. You can't do anything against me. Not to digress. Many of you don't know that confrontation sometimes is the best form of way to resolution. I shot her in a track. So even if she was nursing firing me, she knew I've held her and I had a witness. I'm saying this to say that people like that, they are bound everywhere. You didn't do anything. They just never find anything good in you. So if care is not taken, what you see is that, my sister, you're gradually becoming like them. And then you begin to complain. Today, backache. Tomorrow, high blood pressure. This, watch them. In this climb specifically, they are always sick. Some of your colleagues, many of them come to work with medications in their bags. They can't live, they can't breathe without it. 
it is because they've not learned how to walk in love. Love drives away diseases. And that was the reason why Jesus himself became the greatest expression of the Father's love. Because it is only the one who has love in his heart, Brother Lume, that can heal others and that can walk in health. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Has it occurred to you why sicknesses and diseases were rampant in the Bible days? And why is this so on earth today? Walking in love drives diseases away. You're under the sound of my voice and you're that person that everybody offends. If the devil is not afflicting you via sicknesses in your body, you'll be sick in your finances or sick in your mind or sick in your career or sick in your business. You cannot, you know, evade it. Everywhere you go to, everyone offends you. Something is wrong. I understand that some many people have been hurt, terribly hurt, and they, you know, go about with the, the same hurt. You know, there is this saying that says that hurting people hurt people. As a pastor, I have seen it. That's why many times it beats me. Why someone, you know, would a, a ministry as this to the glory of the Lord? You just wake up one morning. And you just feel because you came into church or because you did birthday or you did wedding or you do something and somebody did not call you and because of that you're not coming to church again. Can I tell you, one of the things the devil contends with the most concerning the soul of man is man's capacity to walk in love. Bible says he who does not love does not know God. First John 5 4 I believe. He who does not love does not know God. It says because God is love. You can never give what you don't have. You can't pour from an empty cup. In my undergraduate days I did a, you know, a, a, a major in law or a course in law. The maxim is never dad quit none I bet. You cannot give what you don't have. You cannot give what you don't have. This cup is not full of water or anything right now. To pour from it, nothing to pour. That was why Paul in his letter to Rome was saying, say now the love of the Father, the spirit of the love of the Father has been shed abroad in our heart. He says by the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Non-believer has no capacity to love. Because this love I'm talking about, it's not the, not the love that you love me when I'm kind to you. It's the love that sees me as Jesus sees me despite my flaws or my inadequacies. It became more pronounced to me when I got into this climb and I saw that people actually get mad at their pastors and their leaders in church. So if you like, Regardless of, be an archbishop. Call them from now to tomorrow. They won't pick your calls. You'll be told as though you never existed. 
And so your case will become that of the case of, oh, you, are, you know, maybe he was supposed to do certain things for you that he didn't do for you and things like that. What more would your pastor or your pastors or your ministers in church do for you other than, you know, teach you God's word? Be there for you. Pray with you. Jeremiah chapter number 3, verse number 15. Jeremiah chapter number 3 from verse number 15. Display it for me, please. Jeremiah 3, 15. I will give you a shepherd after my heart. The essence of that shepherd is very simple. He says, who will feed you? Who will do what? Feed you. With what? Timotins? With groceries? With better cards? With shoes? Fundamentally, the responsibility of your pastors or ministers is not to communicate material gift to you. It is to communicate spiritual truth to you. According to God's word, your own response to what they are communicating spiritually is material things to them. Paul said so. They begged you. They did everything they, they, they could do. He said no. When you get to a level where no one can talk to you, know that the devil has taken you know, over your soul completely. And listen, this love work I'm talking about is not just with those who are not like you, who are not, you know, like maybe like you and, you know, Minister Peace, for example, no. I'm also talking about spouses. Listen, if your home is always in disarray, you're always offended, mad at your husband or wife, you'll be sick. I'm telling you the source of your sickness. And I'm telling you right now under God how to walk in wholeness. I traveled, got back last week, back into Calgary. Where I went to, I met a very senior, actually my grandfather, senior spiritually, man of God, who was sharing certain things with me and said, or someone, a pastor, you know, had, you know, they were talking and the pastor had said, you know, was somewhat envious of how far the Lord has brought me and loved to hide. And then was trying to find some lacuna in me or the ministry. The man said to me, when he started, I told him, I said to him, there is nothing special about that young man who, the reason why God is blessing him and his ministry is because of the state of his heart. He said, he told the pastor, he said, he's not, there is no strategy, anything. You know why you could tell him? Because he was there from the beginning. When the vision for this ministry came, my heart, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not don't try to sound pompous or whatever. It opened it white, black and white. You'll see it. You'll, you'll, you'll see it. To look at you, right? Especially in the capacity that you are serving. And then begin to nurse, you know, some untoward feeling or some anger or whatever against you. I can never do it. I was dazed. I was dazed. It was in Barbados. He said, I told him there is nothing special about that young man. 
The reason why God's giving him speed and God is helping him in ministry, it is because of the state of his heart towards the people and towards God. There is no pastor who's ever walked up to me to ask me anything that I'm doing as far as I know that truly you're called of God that I've never laid all the cards on the table. People will offend you. But if you want a disease-free, a disease-free life, walk in love. You know, I teach this all the time. Pay attention, child of God. Morality is not Christianity. You are a good guy, a good lady will not take you to heaven. Romans 10.10 10 tells you your channel and access to heaven. You believe in your heart the Lord Jesus and you confess with your mouth that he is Lord. You will be saved. So this love I'm talking about is not one, not Romeo and Juliet kind of. It is the one that has a repository of forgiveness in advance. That as close, you know, they say often that, uh, you know, the, the people that hurt people the most are the closest people around you. Such that as close as people are to you, the moment you begin to sense it, if you feel that your deposit, your bank is going low, you begin to pray, Lord, just help me. I cannot carry it. I cannot hold it. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you've lost relationships, quality relationships. Call the bluff of the person who was once there for you. You've treated them like they've done nothing. And then in your, in your I mean, with the whole of you, you then begin to say, after all, what did he do to me, for me? If he didn't do it, someone else would have done it. You should have denied that, you know, um, um, uh, um, favor when it was being offered to you. In church, the church of the Lord, you find people not talking to one another. Love drives diseases away. I was speaking with someone over, you know, some time ago. This person, you know, contending and suffering from high blood pressure. By the spirit of the Lord, I say, you know, for this high blood pressure thing to be gone, you know, you only need to continue to walk in love and learn to forgive people when they offend you. The stronger one is the forgiving one. You will be hurt. Do you understand what I'm saying? And Jesus sees it. Don't try to avenge the Lord says this that I just said is actually a word for someone don't try to avenge it you don't have to keep them close you know very coming out going out with you and all. you don't have to you don't have to we have the responsibility of forgiving them not for their good for your good such that your body or your destiny will not become an habitation for the devil. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your body. He says the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Outside these two, no more laws. All those things that Moses got on Mount Moriah or wherever mountain wanted to get them. All right? 10 or 15 or 20 of those commandments. Everything 
one thing sums all of them up love Let me begin to drive it to an end so that we can pray and we can say good night. Matthew chapter number 8, verses 1 to 3. See, again, I'm not cursing you. If you don't walk in love, you will be sick. Headache will be there. Pain will be in your body. High blood pressure will be there. Cancer will be there. You are opening up yourself, the entirety of your being, to the devil. Because he's the author of hate. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Look for that scripture for me. First John 5 4. Try that if that it is. Or someone look for it for me. Someone please send it to them. So that they will see it. He who does not love does not know God. So the proof that you know God, my sister, is not in just coming into church, praying in the morning, in the afternoon. It is in you loving. How? As Christ loves. First John 4, 8. He who does not love does not know God. This love is agape not the one the world gives you. Without the spirit of the Lord in you, you lack the capacity to love. Let's say to that. Give me this same verse in other versions. Amplify classic and message, maybe. NLT, whatever you have. And you see, the, the, one of the ways, pay attention to this part, one of the ways you know that let me put it this way. Your capacity to love is going to be tested when you're hurt. So you cannot claim to be loved, to be a loving person or to be walking in love if you're not experiencing hurt or if you've never been hurt. He who does not love has not become acquainted with God. This person does not and never did know him. For God is love. Give me another version. One more. Then we'll go to Matthew 8. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. This your message is different from the regular message. Can you give me... First John 4 8. Who is there? Brother, she's not around. Can't. Tipity says, The one who does not love has yet to know God. For God is love. Can I tell you? Walking in love brings freedom. That sounds very simple, right? Sounds like a rhyme or like a cliche. It's not. It brings freedom. That you can wake up any day, any time, knowing that there is no one living or dead against whom you have anything. Let's see Matthew chapter number 8 now, 1 to 3. 
Hallelujah. And by the way, I love your thoughts, the two, and the hair. You gave me one of them. So I can stand here to start and just be, hallelujah, glory to God. When the power of the Holy, you watch him. By the time the power of the Holy Ghost hit him, you won't find those thoughts again. And those hair. You give, him some, give him three months. Give him 90 days. You are fine the way you are. You are fine. Come and celebrate Jesus for his life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's going to be a project, a testimony of transformation. Hallelujah. I won't preach it to him. No. I remember my son, Bizu, in 2018 or 2019. That one walked into lofty heights like this. His head plated with um, studs, earrings on both ears. And after service, I walked up to him. His first time. I said, welcome to lofty heights. God bless you. How are you doing? I said, I love your studs. I said, would you get me one so that I can be, you know, preaching without you? Maybe because I looked young to him. He said, he thought, because he responded, he said, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he was actually truly thinking of getting me a start. In less than three months of him being in the ministry, he took, the day was sharing his testimony. Some of you here would remember, right? He said, when he got back home, he then began to play. He said, ah, see, this man just, <laughs> hallelujah. God loves you the way you are. There won't be testimonies of transformations. If you cannot reconcile, you know, our old selves to our new selves. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Matthew chapter number 8, 1 to 3. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. Hallelujah. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Hold on a second and go back to verse 1. If you'd walk in love and you are under the sound of my voice, whatever part of the world you may be right now, I mean, if in this meeting tonight, you can scan through anyone who's ever hurt you in any form. The guy that broke your heart. The lady that broke your heart. The mother that was in there. The father that was in there. The whatever. The boss that fired you for no just cause. You know, and all of all those things. And you can propose in your heart tonight. To say, Lord, I forgive them. 
and I receive the capacity to walk in love. I have a good news for you. The good news is in that Matthew 8 from verse number 1. That Jesus is willing. He just doesn't want you healed. If I give me that Matthew 8, okay? 1 to 3, give me in NLT version an amplified classic version. I need to bring out a message there and then we would wrap it. His expressions begin to get ready. NLT says, large crowd followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Verse number 2. Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. So, in other words, he wasn't doubtful as to Jesus' ability to heal in him of leprosy. Come on now, this is lofty height. Hallelujah. He wasn't doubtful. of. He knew Jesus can. It wasn't a guesswork to him. So the willingness in there is not a case of, I'm not sure if you can or if you cannot, but... Are you able to, are you, will, are you willing? Is this something you desire to do? No, no. Bible says, it says, if you are willing, Jesus reach out, go back please, verse 1. Verse 1 please. Verse 2 now. He says, the man said, if you are willing, he says, you can heal me. That's to say that, Rabbi, I know that this you can do. If, you want to do it. So he wasn't being doubtful. Are you with me tonight? He wasn't being doubtful as to Jesus' ability or capacity to heal in him of leprosy. No. He knew that Jesus can. So the willingness you saw in that is like a plea. It's like you walking up to me. Pastor, I know you have $5,000 in your pocket. And I know that if you want, if you choose to, you can actually give me out of the money in your pocket. It's that simple. But you know the part that shocked me? The Lord, every time I'm always thankful to God for the grace, for revelation of the word over this ministry and over my life. It is in the next verse, verse number three. See what verse number three says. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Hold on a second. Jesus did what? Reached out and touched him. Then he said, I am willing. Shouldn't he have said, I am willing, before he touched the guy? Did you catch that? The guy asked the question. If you are willing, the, the order should have been, yeah, I am willing. Can I touch you? Yeah. Be healed. No. But Jesus did this. Bible says Jesus reached out and touched him. I'm willing. That's to letting you know he desires, he's willing to heal you much more than you desire to be healed. I thought someone would celebrate Jesus. Whatever it is, in case you're watching online right now or you're under the sound of my voice here at the ark and you missed the opening teaching of this series on Sunday. After now, go back on YouTube. Go watch that. Add that to your knowledge. He says, he touched him and then says, I am willing. 
Meaning that Jesus was saying to him, it's not my desire to see you in this state. And because you believe, take it. And Bible tells us, it says, instantly the leprosy disappeared. Jesus is willing to heal you much more than you desire to be healed. If you'd walk in love. And did you know you can't walk in love except you truly love the Lord your God? It's not my word. Matthew 22 tells us that. And it tells you how to love in this God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your body, meaning the entirety of your being must be breathing the Lord. Why do you think someone like us, you know, shamelessly love the Lord? It's a secret to divine health. He will keep him in perfect peace. He whose heart is stayed on him because it trusts in him. Isaiah chapter number 26, verse number 3. I think at this point we should do a bit of ministration. His expressions, could you please, are you ready? You can go back to maybe the first song you sang, okay? You guys must be in the spirit and let this atmosphere be charged. Please rise up on your feet. Rise up on your feet, everyone. Come on the altar. Come on the altar. Come on the altar. Where's Dion? The sympathy. It's your opportunity right now. You don't have to wait till next Friday. He speaks the gloom in heart to change. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hear the voice fast, of fast. Jesus. The
ministrations you know I told you that on Fridays as this I'll be bringing to you things that may cause you not to walk in health or wholeness and tonight I brought to you love the lack of it you're gonna be praying it's encounter night I hope you can remember you can swap please swap 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 because I need the drums yeah thank you Media, please try to capture this prayer point and display it on the screen for the benefit of each church. See after me, Lord. Lord. No, like you mean it, Lord. Lord. Uproot. Uproot. Every seed. Every seed of anger. Of anger. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. Hatred. 
and animosity in me in the name of Jesus would you go ahead and pray Lord, uproot every seed of anger, every seed of unforgiveness, every seed of hatred and animosity in me. Lord, uproot them. Lord, uproot them. Stay on the keys. Lord, uproot them. Lord, uproot them. Lord, uproot them. Every seed of anger, of unforgiveness, of hatred, and animosity in me, Lord, approach them. Lord, approach them. Approach them. That's healing for some of you. Lord, break me and take them away. Lord, break me and take them away. Every seed of anger, every seed that causes me to be easily offended, Lord, take them away. God bless you, Marshall. Lord, approach them. Lord, approach them. Some of you have lived with this for so long. Lord, approach them. Tonight, Father, Uproot every seed of offense, unforgiveness, anger, hatred, animosity in me. Uproot them. I don't want that life again. Lord, uproot them. Lord, uproot them. I hope you are praying. Especially those of you watching online. If this is uprooted, you will see your life will be better. Things will begin to work for you. Things will begin to work for you. Instead of you being mad at people, you think about them and what they've done against you and you just shake your head. Lord, uproot them. I don't want it. I don't want it. Every seed of hatred unforgiveness animosity in me the spirit of strife every seed of it take them off come and take control of every situation
it off. Heal me of hurts. Heal me. Heal me. Heal me, Jesus. number two you know I told you earlier on you cannot walk in love on your own power you need divine enablement for it it's by the spirit of the Lord that's why you pray and I hope you are sincere tonight one of the things many of you will notice after tonight is that the Lord will truly heal you of your capacity I'm looking forward to that praise report somebody sending it to him since that night that first night of that encounter night of healing rain I no longer have the capacity to be mad at others to take offense again so because you cannot walk in love on your own power that's why we need to call on the Lord so you pray father help me to walk in love in Jesus name let the living waters Father, help me to walk in love. Help me to walk in love. Some of you are bitter and you don't know it. You disrespect authorities and you don't know it. You are always moody. Your mood is always swinging. Pray for grace tonight. When the love of God fills your heart, you would always be joyful. Jesus. 
Talk to your father and place your hand on any part of your body where you desire healing. A touch. Talk to him. Talk to him. You've witnessed. I'm frequented the hospital enough. This is your opportunity. This is your moment. I'm not afraid. This is your moment. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. I heard the Lord say to me right now. I heard the Lord say to me, I just delivered someone, healed someone of fears and lack of confidence. I'm not afraid. See, that word is yours, Brother Ben. That word is yours. Be bold as a lion. Be bold as a lion. Place your hand. And it's sound, please. I'm not afraid. Please let him lead, 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 lead us in the worship. Healing rain is falling down. Healing rain is falling down. It is falling. Get wet. Get soaked. Get soaked.
Understand my voice. You were just healed of mental retardation. If you're under the sound of my voice, you forget things easily, or you feel you're not mentally stable. Place your hand on your head. Place your hand on your head. Place your hand on your head. Even if you're watching online, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I stretch forth my hands and I declare that beginning from this moment begin to have clarity of thought and soundness of mind in the mighty name of Jesus beginning from now walk in clarity of thought and soundness of mind there is someone under the sound of my voice right now you have a discharge in your body if you are not listening to me now I will not tell you you are listening to me there is someone watching me right now under the sound of my voice you have a discharge in your body it's like a pulse or something smelling foul I won't call you out I won't ask you to raise your hands but I'm going to pray with you right now the Lord is going to heal you. And the only thing you have to do is to testify. 
You can make your testimony anonymous, but you must let the world know that Jesus healed you. And so if you have that pressure, I speak like one that God has sent. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whose I am and whom I serve, I declare in the name of Jesus that discharge I command the source to dry up. You didn't hear me? I command the source of that discharge to dry up. I command the source of that discharge to dry up. In the name of Jesus. That foul smelling thing exhaling from your body. In the name of Jesus, I curse it tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus. I just saw someone who pain around the shoulder region. Pain around the shoulder region. If you're watching me or you're here in the sanctuary, you're that person. Place your hand right upon it right now. I command in the name of the Lord Jesus. Pain be gone. I said pain be gone. Pain in the shoulder region be gone. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I need those of you that have been part of this. Now begin to do something you couldn't do before. If you have that person, for example, who pain, try to wiggle your hand right now. Or you have pain in any part of your body. I need you to begin to do something that you couldn't do before. Do you find it hard to bend before? Go ahead and bend right now. Go ahead and bend. Do you find it hard to turn before? Go ahead and do that right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do something you couldn't do before. If the Lord has healed you or you can see a difference in you, I'd like to see your hands up. If you're watching online and that sounds like you, I'd like you to send to go to the live chat room now. Go to the live chat room. Pain is gone. The pain is gone. The pain is gone. That discomfort is gone. In the name of Jesus, do what you could not do before. If the Lord has healed you, or you've seen a touch, can I see you wave your hand? Can I see you wave your hand? Glory to God. I can get, get a microphone, please. Somebody get a microphone. Let's know what the Lord's done in our life. Get a microphone close to her, please. If you're watching online, go to the live chat room. In the name of Jesus, I declare again. Now begin to do what you couldn't do before. Do what you couldn't do before. I saw that hand up earlier on. Step away from me. Your responsibility is to share. Your responsibility is to share. Let's hear from her. What has the Lord done for you tonight? Please, can we get microphone audio on the, on the microphone, please? We can hear her. Jima, can you please get audio on the microphone? Is the microphone on? They can hear you. Try again. Is it coming out yet? It's because of those watching online. If you do not speak into the microphone, they won't be able to hear you. Praise God. Yes. Yes, so I've had issues with this right hand for about six months now. Wow. Um, I was thinking it's been various, you know, diagnoses. They were thinking it's the bone, it's the flesh. It's, we've tried so many things. Wow. And so I find it hard to swivel around. Wow. 
Please right. step forward. Um, step forward. Let me lay hands on it for you. Step forward. Step forward. We're gonna try. Come on, look at look at y'all the way you're looking. Look at y'all the way you're looking. Would you celebrate Jesus? Those of you watching online, the Lord touched you. Do what you couldn't do. I said that in the name of Jesus. Which of the hand? This one. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I declare let the power of the Holy Ghost flow through the shoulder right now. Amen. And let the pain completely disappear. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Let it go completely. You demon causing our pain in this shoulder region. I curse you tonight. In the name of Jesus. Be free. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'd like you to know as the Lord touched anybody here tonight. I want to try it. Try it. What you couldn't do, try it. Try it. Give me sound. Give me sound. Give me sound. Give me sound. Stare this atmosphere. Try it. What you couldn't do. If you're watching online, go into the live chat room. Someone is watching yes, me. You, are you have pain. I perceive on your left, your yes, left knee. Pain on your left knee. Yes, you are I declare the pain gone now. The pain is yes, gone. Insomnia is cursed. You are healing us. Yes, you are. Yes, you are the Lord. Yes, you are the Lord. Brother Chima, please lower keyboard on this monitor. Lower the keyboard on this monitor's place. Hallelujah. Now, the Lord just said to me, he wants to heal someone else with itching body. I heard that very clearly yet again. And so in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, on site, online, anyone that suffers from any form of unusual itch in your body, I declare it to cease right now. You didn't hear me? I declare it ceased right now. I declare itching of the body to disappear now. In the mighty name of Jesus. This is right hand. Right. Air. Air. Deafness in the air. There is someone under the sound of my voice. With, it may be partial deafness or whatever. In your ear. And I perceive it's your right hair. This is my right hand. Your right hair. Place your hand on it. Place your hand on it. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command, let your ear, let them pop open. Let your ears pop open right now. Let your ears pop open right now. Let your ears pop open right now. I curse in the name of Jesus that deafness in your ear. In the name of Jesus. The Lord says he wants you to do this. If you're suffering from headache, you get migraine easily, headache. He wants you to do this. Your right hand. Lift it up unto heaven. You're going to sing that song. 
the great physician. All right? Sing that great physician song. Now, pay attention. Pay attention. This is prophetic. This perhaps is the last thing I'm going to do tonight. Lift up your right hand up unto heaven if you suffer from migraine headache. Then I'll tell you what to do with that hand. Later on. Go ahead. Follow that song in the spirit. Follow that song in the spirit. If you are custom to headache, migraine headache, lift up your right hand. Your right hand. Even if you're watching online, your right hand. Obey the instruction. You are about to receive timing on in your heart. Advil in your heart. Except the Lord has not called. Your right hand upon your giving someone to have an opportunity to you know confess and accept the lordship of Jesus you're under the sound of my voice you're not saved all lights bowed all lights closed say after me dear father thank you for leading me to your house tonight I repent of my sins and I thank you for the gift of your son Jesus Jesus save me make me yours forever fill my heart with your love and with your spirit keep me your warm members I pledge my life for you from this moment till the day of your return in Jesus name we trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously 
Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.